In today's society, every single action that a woman does or takes can and will be sexualized. So why shouldn't we take control of our sexuality? Um, today, we are breaking the cultural taboo and taking our sexy back. This is Tit Talks, a podcast for modern women living in a mama world. For a very special in-person Tit Talks, I'm going to bring on my co-host, the Tiffany's. Um, say hello to Tilo. Hey. Hey. Ticha. Hello. And hi. And Chuk. Hey. Together today, we have the ultimate boss lady, an amazing mom running three businesses um, in beauty and retail and podcasting. Her name is Dee Reed. Um, so stay tuned. We hope she chimes in on our topic today. She is she would be the ultimate guest. But again, today we are taking our sexy back, empowering you and ourselves to own our sexuality. So if you didn't know what you should know already, we're, Amer we're Asian Americans and Pacific Islanders. And what we don't talk about at all is sexual, our sexuality. Mm -hmm. We don't talk about these things. So um, bear with us because it's a little uncomfortable, but we're going to get comfortable because this is so important um, to our relationships, um, but also to being the boss moms that we are. Um, all right. <laughs> so now that we've got given you the full disclosure, um, everyone, imagine the first time you had sex <laughs> or even any time you've had sex. I don't know about you, but I do this. I kind of bring in any anything someone has ever taught me or I've ever heard about it from religion to my parents not speaking about it um, to maybe in your experiences watching porn or any past traumas too, or shame-filled cultural messages you receive, you all, you take all that baggage into bed with you. And I think as women also, I'll just speak for myself in every way here. I don't want to speak for the whole group. I overthink things. Um, and I do that um, also in bed. So all this stuff kind of gets in the way of us having pleasurable sexual experiences. Am I right? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. I'm cringing. I think I'm very I'm good at not overthinking. I, I'm just so like you are the ultimate. You would be the one. You're the exception to the rule. <laughs> and I'm like sometimes I'm like, I'm just not as philosophical as my as my dear friends here. Like I should be thinking like about others people's feelings, but I, I'm very good at just being like. Mm. <laughs> I really, I really need to conquer that skill. Um, but. Today, we're going to talk a little story. We don't have lots of time, but we're going to chip away at this iceberg of a topic because there's just so many things you can go into. Um, and we're going to go into the stigmas, the meaning, um, and the message we need our spouses to know and maybe your partners to know um, and kind of you know, talk about how we're going to approach it with parenting as well and maybe how our parents approached it um, also. So I'm going to ask everybody, what were the early stories or, I guess, education you were given about sex? And to what degree do they did they serve you or hinder you? Okay, I'll, I'll start. start. Uh, go ahead. No, you chook. You go. <laughs> this is, this is going to be very short. <laughs> My parents didn't tell me shit about sex. <laughs> All I knew was that 
since kindergarten, I, this is all I knew about sex was that I was not to get pregnant. <laughs> but I, I was just not supposed to get pregnant. And I learned about, I learned what sex was in middle school. And I was like, whoa, that's a, that's a, that's weird. Like that's amazing. <laughs> I didn't mind that in my head that like, this was also a pleasurable human experience until high school. So that's my education. Yeah, same. The only <laughs> education I got was from school. So um, it's really funny, though, because my kids, you know, a lot of people tell their children that babies come out of their belly, right? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, no, you came out of my vagina and it hurt. <laughs> I'm like on the reel with them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, no, I had no education whatsoever. And I um, started my sexual experiences way too early, I will say, um, which we can get into later, but no education. <laughs> yeah. Um, so mine was kind of weird because I got like the extreme. So my parents had a video store with an X-rated station, uh, X-rated section. So every day I was renting out like three-way freeway, dirty pods. <laughs> and then on the other hand, it's like, I didn't even know sex involved like penis and a vagina, even though I saw penises and vaginas all the time. So Just it, like this? Yeah. <laughs> three-way freeway. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Look at these pictures and it's like horrifying. I mean, you're a kid and you don't know exactly like the mechanics behind sex. Anyway. So like, that's what I see at work. And then when I go home, it's just like zero, right? So it's funny because Kenny and I actually do take showers together and she'll like, like, like put water in my butt and then she'll turn around and says, now your other butt. So I learned anything, it's communication, you know, from day one, you know, that's age appropriate. But just so, you know, girls especially know what it entails, what it's about, um, and then precautions, you know, after that. I, <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. Your other butt. Your other butt. <laughs> That's so cute, too. How, how old were you when you were working in the, uh, the video store? Uh, starting at about, I think, nine or ten years old. <laughs> That's a very oh, early education. Yeah, so you imagine this nine-year-old girl looking at like all oh, this like crazy porn. Things are happening now, though. You know, like I feel like the porn back in the like early nineties probably like dirty debutantes. You know. <laughs> yeah, now it's much more. Days, I don't even know. Unreal. <laughs> so my dad had a video store also, but I think we talked about this before, like. So weird. Like they would, he would get promotional items for movie for movies that came out, and he used to wear this T-shirt for a movie called Booty Call. Oh my god! <laughs> Did I tell you this? So there's a movie called Booty Call, and he yes. just he just wore a bunch of the shirts that he got for free. So he used to always wear this shirt. This is such an Asian American experience, like both of you guys, like this to a T. My brother texted me a couple of years ago and he was like, Hey, does dad still have that booty culture? Because I want it. <laughs> My brother only wears like shirt t shirts that are like at least 20 years old. It's vintage. <laughs> but I also remember the 18 and older section because it was like 
there's a seat like kind of like a hidden hallway and it's like 18 and older and i never went in there because it always seemed so like scary to me and i was like it's probably dark in there i don't know what's hidden in there definitely gross in there <laughs> yeah yeah it's gross but i also like it, it didn't compute with me i just thought it was like something weird and bad that's why i knew it was like in a different section but did you actually like watch the vcr like the the tape before like, the the tape the videotapes of porn Oh, I, I can imagine you holding up like a cup, like a, the videotape cover. Uh-huh. Did you, you have to rewind, rewind them? Yeah, because I was going to say, were you rewinding them? <laughs> I yes, I had to rewind it. And, so, oh. and then sometimes, and it's like, it was, the, the store was a little disorganized. So sometimes I would pop it in and think it's like, you know, 16 candles, but it's like, I could have known better. I was nine years old. How would oh I know? God. <sighs> That is yeah. so interesting. You must be expert level in bed. I just <laughs> <laughs> no porn. I mean, we, we shouldn't get philosophical about this, but porn actually like heightens your like not only desire but like weird perception about what turns you on to like unnatural levels. So it's actually really bad for intimacy. Porn is terrible. Oh. I thank you for that tidbit. Mm-hmm. So now that we've ta- uh, told you guys about our. Um, sexual upbringings, I guess, or exposures, early exposures. I'm going to bring in our guest, Dee. She is here with us live. Um, Fun fact is I've known her since high school, um, and we both randomly moved to LA. Um, She's an amazing mom, and she also does so many things. Um, So I'm going to have her come on board and let us know about her podcast, her businesses, give us a little intro, and then we'll go right back into the good stuff. So what's up, Dee? It's so great to have you here. Hi, Dee. Hey, Dee. Hi, guys. You look beautiful. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. I, you know, decided to put myself together since I was going to be, like, on camera again (laughs) for the first time in a while. How are you guys all doing? We're cringing. (laughs) I mean, I was listening. I was just like, oh, my God, VHS porn. Yeah, that takes me back. (laughs) Were you in a video store, too, raised in a video store? Uh, no, but Issa, you know that I managed a video store <laughs> when I was 17. I uh, was the assistant manager at Blockbuster, you know, the, the age-old yeah. favorite. And uh, yeah, we, we did not have the um, famous backdoor video section. So oh. <laughs> we would sometimes no, get older over. men trying to walk into like our, um, like our, like our break room thinking it was the porn section. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I going back there. And he was old. He had to be like 70. And he's just like, oh, where's the adult film? <laughs> Not in a family store, sir. Please go, to, <laughs> go down to Odyssey Video. <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to go to Tita and Tooth's <laughs> Yeah, he thought he thought he was going into the the private room. It was not there though. <laughs> oh my gosh! I man, we we are really dropping gems today, guys. Things I never knew about any of the girls, and I've known them so long. These kids don't know. They don't know because they they hop on, they type in something, and it pops up. Whereas you yes. had to like raid your dad's stuff if your dad even had. Stuff. Right. 
Right, right, right. Um, Dave, yeah. go ahead and give us an intro into you, into what you do, all the amazing things that you have going on. Oh, well, I mean, starting off, I have a salon. Uh, we do eyelash extensions and we met a few of my, my um, coworkers. They do other things like facials and, and permanent makeup, all those kinds of things. Um, I moved to L.A., God, was it nine years ago, 10 years ago? I have no idea. <laughs> it's kind of all a blur now. Um, but I moved to LA, started off, you know, working these Craigslist jobs, like like telemarketers and things like that. And then decided to get into the beauty industry. And I actually wanted to do makeup first. And then I tried to do makeup and I realized I hated doing makeup. <laughs> so <laughs> I ended up finding out about eyelash extensions. And I thought like, it was so amazing to see the the transformation when you get eyelash extensions and like how it just changes your face and so I was like I need to learn this so I learned it and then I was working for a lady for about four or five years and then after a while we decided to me and a few of my coworkers decided to open our own salon we opened the salon two years ago fast forward COVID hits right well before all of that had happened me and one of my clients had become really close. And she, she's travels a lot and she's really big on like Instagram. She's like, you know, one of those beautiful women who get paid to be beautiful. And she was just saying, she really wanted people to kind of know her personality more. And during some of our lashing sessions, her and I would just be crying, laughing. We'd be talking about just whatever. And we kept yelling, like, where's our podcast? Where's our podcast? So one day she hit me and she was just like, listen, I really want to do a podcast and I want you to do it with me. <laughs> I was like, are you serious? Um, sure. Okay. And um, the thing is, I think we all know, like talking about sex can feel kind of like when you're with your girlfriend, it's different. Like when you're with your girlfriends, you can talk about girl and I was upside down. And then like, I couldn't breathe for five seconds. <laughs> you feel comfortable. Right. But then as soon as that mic light came on, I was just like, I'm a virgin. <laughs> I don't know what this is for. <laughs> What's You know, because you become like, there's who you are in public, and then there's who you are with your friends and, your, and who you are with your family. And oh, so yeah. the podcast was a big stretch for me, but we do have our podcast. It's called Baked Vidi. And <laughs> the name came from her name is Zara. My name is Dee. And we were like, what the fuck? Or I'm sorry, can we can't cuss on here, can we? No, we can. Cussing bad? Okay. My mouth okay. is awful. <laughs> 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 um, so like, what the hell can we do with the letters Z and D? And we're like, well, I mean, ZD is kind of like <laughs> baked ZD. We're joking. And then we just ran with it. And so <laughs> the show is called Baked ZD. <laughs> Honestly, it's, um, it is a very fun podcast. We talk about everything from unsolicited dick pics to threesome etiquette to um, morning sex versus afternoon sex versus night sex to uh, what was one of the other ones? Oh, ugly attractive, which is one of my favorite topics. So that's like when you are attracted to someone that you know who isn't technically or generally looked at as an attractive person, um, but you're just like hot for them anyway. Like if I had asked you guys, if I had asked you guys who you thought was attractive, that other people would probably argue. Who would you say? 
Oh, Adrian Brody. I, I, yeah. See, thank you. That uh-huh. was the first one in my head. I'm like him, Benicio del Toro. I love him. Oh, yeah. um, my girlfriend said Robin Williams. I mean, she loved the idea that he's hairy. Like, she was just like, I just want to be like a bear. (laughs) We have a girlfriend that loves hairy men. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's an acquired taste, I would say. (laughs) But uh, so, yes, I have, I've got the salon, I've got the uh, podcast. Oh, and then I have my faux fur line that has dropped last year. But those are my three main things, aside from being a mom to a 15-year-old boy. So, yes. you know, life is Which- busy. <laughs> <laughs> Which we're going to table that because we're going to talk about our parenting choices. Like, what would we do different in teaching oh, our kids? So we're going to – I think you will have the best insight on this. <laughs> but I'm ready. Um, I'm ready. But, you know <laughs> – I have to say when you said like with your girls, it's different. Like, I don't think we really talk uh-huh. about that, you guys, because I, I think it's because our background's like, I really don't know how <laughs> Dave, Michael and Glenn are in bed. And it's probably better that way. But <laughs> I'm like, you don't want to know what your brothers do in bed. It's like, that's how it would feel. Oh, honey. My, my brother, my brother once told me my sisters on our sibling chat, just FYI, guys, good morning. But remember, spitters are quitters. That was his morning to us. It's a little different, I think, probably than how you guys grew up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, owning your sexuality. I, I wish that my mom shared with me more, you know, um, have you guys watched Bridgerton? Like, you know how she told her mom, you did not, not prepare yet. me yeah. for married life. <laughs> oh my God. The girls are sheep. Not yet. On that <laughs> and I was like, what is it? Um, so basically she didn't know what was up in bed or whatever. The so she of how it works. Yes. So she got married. That's kind of upsetting. Yeah. And she got mad at her mom. Like, you did not prepare me. <laughs> yeah, that's so the thing is, I feel like we're as mothers, we're supposed to prepare, especially our daughters, for life. And it should be an easier conversation than with your son. So my life with my mom versus my dad was very different. My dad is an angel to me. If you ask me, I was dropped off by a stork. He never touched my mother. But my mom, she was like, if you're having trouble with oral sex, hold your breath. That helps. <laughs> oh, very different realities. So my we need mom, your mom on here. Oh, she she would love. She would take over the whole show and be and demand to be a fist. Like, <laughs> like my mom actually writes a lot of poetry, right? She'll, she'll change it. <laughs> my mom used to write erotic poetry, and she would do like um, she would go to like um, stand up like artist shows and recite her poetry and it was wow. yeah she would go into great I, go. <laughs> I, I didn't listen because it's as much as as open as my mom it's still weird to like hear yeah. her be like the explosions quiver like oh <laughs> love it that one well, what i remember of these ladies and myself is like in our sorority we would have sex toy parties 
Oh God, <laughs> and, I remember those. Or we'd have a stripper come over. I don't know if we're supposed to let everybody know, but we were ha- we would have a stripper come over, and we female were all like, "Oh no, female. please, please, we're a female." It was, it was a male. It was always male. Male. It was a male. So we would all be like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh!" You know, like because we weren't prepared. This is a normal part of life, um, and. And so, you know, it's it's interesting to see your take on it, Dee, on how you're like, yeah, with your girlfriends, you talk about this, but we really didn't do oh, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now we're talking that's about like, it. We're talking the whole the whole point of it. I that's know. what girlfriends are for. To to right? talk about the things that, you know, you can only think of in your head or you can only say out loud by yourself. Because like I, I was talking to a girlfriend about this. It's like your girlfriends really are family you choose. And so that experience you get is supposed to be supposed to be freeing you're supposed to be open with your friends because you chose to be around them it's different with family obviously but like even with sisters and my sisters we talk about everything together so it's not like taboo either so it's a little it's it's kind of sad like you guys didn't get to like grow up on that and it'd be just a normal part of your life because it's a normal part of my life and I mean I still like get shy about stuff don't get me wrong I'm still just like oh my god yeah. let's talk about that but well, this is it's not like to learn to talk to each other about it now. There's still time. Yeah. And everybody else go out to your girlfriends and say, hey, we got to talk about it. But um, Dee knows, knows my husband. <laughs> she's actually known him longer than she's known me because they grew up together. Yep. Um, the funny the part. Dee, I know. <laughs> the funny part, though, is um, so here I am, innocent Issa. Jake and I have been together since high school. I think you guys all know that. Um, but and I made roam the earth. <laughs> I, <laughs> I made him wait. Like we got together when I was seventeen. I don't think I lost my virginity until I was like right when I turned twenty or something. I probably had it. It was never drilled into my head like wait till marriage. It was drilled into my head like you will not be with anyone until you're like forty. So that's what was drilled into my head by my parents. But the funniest thing I have to say because my girlfriends didn't educate me because <laughs> my mom didn't is I actually bought. I don't know how an ad got to me this way back in the days, but um. I bought a DVD set that taught you how to have sex. <laughs> and it wasn't porn. It was like informative. Oh, no. And and it was the, the worst, worst decision ever. It was like so, so dumb. But this is all I had to learn about sex before because I was so nervous. Like he had experience and I didn't. And you guys, I don't know if you guys, well, of course you guys know, everybody knows how that feels like when you're going into your first experience. And it was such a buildup because I made him wait so long that I like didn't want to fuck it up. You know what I mean? But he actually <laughs> found the DVDs. <laughs> No, he did not. He did, and he was like, "Is this porn?" I think he probably judged like my taste in porn. Probably, like, this is the weirdest porn I've ever seen. So boring. It was like one, and it had like older people in the front. It was really weird. Um, so he was just like, like, "Yes, your hand here." <laughs> it really was. It was like, and then now you will in, he will insert. <laughs> I don't even really remember, but I'm sure it was like that. But this is why we need to talk about it. Because then you got people like me not knowing what the hell to do with, you know, right. like you think, 
hella expectations and it's not going to go right. So going into that. Was it a terrible first experience? Because mine in my head, I was like, oh, it's going to be this. And then I was like, yeah, that just hurt. And it wasn't pleasurable at all. It wasn't fun. Yeah. But you know what wasn't? It, not it fun for but Jake was so nice. And I think because we had that basic, that long basis of a relationship that it was, it felt comfortable. And he was always checking on me and Aww. very, very careful with me. Aww. And I, oh, Jake. Fast forward, you're swinging from a chandelier now, huh? <laughs> <laughs> people like me or or how you approach sexual experience with your son give us a lowdown okay well with my kid it's different because he's a boy obviously I have a son and I always kind of wondered how that would go like how would I be able to connect with him on that way and honestly it's I you know that I'm like a jokester like I, I'm really quick I like to play around a lot and so luckily with him, I've been able to kind of like joke around about things and kind of like ease into it being normal conversation. I don't know. Like it's, it's, I feel like because I just started early kind of like trying to be comfortable around him and like just make jokes about things. It just, if there is no weirdness there. And I always tell him, like, I want him to know he can talk to me about things. Like, obviously I tell him, Hey, I know you're going to want to talk to your dad about things, obviously. But no, you can talk to me too if you ever want to know about like the real a woman woman's opinion because mm -hmm. I'm a woman and I can tell you better than your dad can, <laughs> and so like <laughs> he knows true. that. And I, you know, I've been raising him to be a gentleman and like how he's supposed to talk to women and like the things we expect. I have the conversations with him about when you get older and you start wanting to date women. Be honest. Let them know what you really want from them because it's going to be a much easier transition in your life. If you look at someone as just like, I, I just see you as like, you're really pretty and I like you, be honest. I try to keep that conversation honest with him. And so when it comes to actual like sexuality, I literally just saw this, um, this thing on Instagram and this woman, this guy, this kid is like, mom, I got to ask you a question. And she's like, well, baby, what's going on? And he's like, what's a queef? <laughs> and the mom goes, oh, baby, that's nothing. That's just when there's a little bit of air in, in the, in the, you know, in, in the girl. And that just means you either got to switch positions or you got to help it out, you know. And and don't make don't make the girl feel bad about it. And it was just funny because all the comments would be people going, I wish I could talk to my mom like that. I wish I could have had that conversation with my mom and not felt embarrassed. That is my whole goal, my son. Even though obviously he's a boy and a girl, I still want him to know like I'm your mom. Like at the end of the day, I wiped your butt. Like you can't even be embarrassed in front of me. I know yeah. more about you. I I was there when you discovered your penis. Like so, please <laughs> talk to me about everything. He was like probably about six months old in the bath, and I saw him flick it, and his face changed. <laughs> I knew then he knew what it was. <laughs> he was concentrating and looking to the side, like. <laughs> but it's the truth so when it comes to parenting I feel like boy or girl doesn't matter as mothers it's our responsibility you know to 
make our kids comfortable and to educate them on everything we possibly can because we spend the most time with them. Teachers are there to teach them about, you know, the freaking, I don't know, revolution or whatever. Like they're there for that stuff they're going to forget tomorrow. But the things that with our kids are the things that, you know, we pass on to them. So knowing their bodies, being comfortable with sexuality, knowing, like, let me tell you something. As soon as my kid even knew about like liking boys and girls, I can't remember what grade it was, maybe fifth or sixth. And I was like, do you like any girls in school? And he's just like, ew, mom, no. And I go, well, do you like any boys? And he's like, what? <laughs> my thing with him was I just want him to be comfortable to come to me about everything. So whether it be that you like guys, that you like girls, that you don't like anything, that you want to know about sex, that you want to know, you know, why you feel this way. When he had his first morning wood, I was there. <laughs> so like, my kid is there, like, I'm very open. He came out, he was about five years old and he was crying. And he's like, mom, it won't go down. I don't know why. And I'm like, it's okay, baby. It happens Wait, to daddy too. It's okay. He was like five or six. Okay. Five or six. Get prepared, yep. ladies. <laughs> yep. Like it or not, my kid is like, I've always kind of like been very open. That's He'll great. never be ashamed to talk to me about anything. I would never want that. Because how weird is it to try to like figure this out on your own? Yeah. <laughs> you know? exactly. so that's like the hurdle that we all go have gone through and are kind of trying to break the cycle of because yeah. of our upbringing. Yeah. Good. And you know, to my mom's, um, credit she did change her mind i remember with my little brother miko he had a very serious girlfriend pretty early maybe 14 ish and she took mm -hmm. them to um together for some education at the doctor but also to get birth control for his girlfriend and and i'm sure that involved a conversation with her parents too um, mm -hmm. so I thought that was very, I was like, mom, you didn't even talk to me about this stuff, but you're going to take my brain you know, We're 10 years apart guys. So, so she totally right. had a change of, um, you know, opinion on, on how to handle that situation. Like that's like part of it where it's like, it wasn't explained to you that it can be pleasurable and it can be fun. You right. learn about like all the ramifications if you get pregnant, but nobody's really actually educating on you on like what. A, a fun and beautiful journey it could be. So I like actually really right. love what you're saying where it can be so fun and uplifting <laughs> to talk it about it. And then yeah, we're allowed to enjoy it now. Think about, you know, a long yeah. time ago, we weren't even expected to enjoy it. And it's, right. it's such a weird thing to say out loud, but that's the truth. That's where we come from, where women were just used for babies, you know? And like, as we've, as we've grown as people, it's like, we actually enjoy sex more than men. And we're able to do it a lot better than men. And yeah. there's a reason, because we're the sexier sex. Like, I agree with all know? of that. So, yeah. We actually had a commenter say, 100% relate as a woman. And I totally agree. Thank you, Fisty Talks, for I tuning in. <laughs> yes. Fisty Talks, interesting name. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Tilo, you actually have a boy and a girl. Yes. Is there anything you would add on to how you're going to approach? Oh my God. I have not been really like cerebral yet. They're like five and three. I know, I know. And the girl, oh. the girl is five. So I haven't had this morning wood situation yet. I did oh. not know that it starts that early. Um, yeah, but my husband. <laughs> 
my husband is always like, oh, you you're having that conversation with Tessa. I'll deal with Miles. But, you know, yeah. knowing what I know from my own personal experience, for sure, uh, transparency, tell me anything. I'm here for you. Like that's going to be my mantra. I think for me, it's more so getting through the trauma of like how as as a culture, like I'm not used to talking about anything at all. I even have that problem in my adult life. So I'm like going to have to work through how to be open <laughs> with, with right. my kids. That's what your, girls are, your girlfriends are for. It's kind of getting you to be comfortable with about those things. Because, okay. Like, You're gonna hear about my sex life, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> good and and the goods and the bads and all of that. Like that's what it, it should be. Honestly, it could be you, with you your girlfriend. Our husband talk about us in bed. I don't know. They I don't. Know. Okay. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. Okay. They don't. I'll tell you right now. I've had that conversation with men. I've asked, and when it comes to like the woman that they they love, they're very mute about that. Like they don't want to share any of that information because the last thing they want, it's like almost the same thing as like most men don't want a woman who is always naked online or something. They don't uh, want their women seen that way. Sexualized. So they're not exactly. And so they don't even want to tell their friends, oh, Issa, the, she does this thing when she's drunk. Like, no, they're not going to say that. <laughs> I mean, usually they're not. So it's like. Yeah, so like, they don't um, want that to ideate uh, in their friend's head, and they don't want their friend yes. to think of you that way. And they're, yeah. and they're imagining it. <laughs> oh, they don't yeah. Want you're their woman. You're their, the mother of their children. You're their queen. <laughs> you're who they bring to their moms. Like, they're not going to, yeah, they don't want to do that. They don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's sometimes, there's some types of men who will talk, but the most part, no, they don't. Okay. That, that's say, some good insight. <laughs> so moving on <laughs> moving on from the guys what do each of you and I'm so sorry Chuk and Tisha did have to go a little bit early but what do each of you D and Tilo what are the ingredients for you guys to have um, the best or the most fulfilling experience with another person for me it's like it's, it's, it's tied into my head and how I'm feeling, right? Like it's, it's, it's not just a, a physical thing. It's how I'm feeling inside too. So if I'm not, if I'm mad at you, I kind of don't want you to touch me. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Right. But I know, I know there's like good angry sex, whatever, but, <laughs> but, but for me, it's more so like, I, I want to feel loved. I want to, I, I just want to, I need that connection, I guess. Yeah. What about you, Dee? She's sipping on her tea. Oh, start. <laughs> no, there's there's a few things. Um, to so to have the most fulfilling, let me think. Really, it comes down to I think connection. Like you're saying is very important. You you need to be in tune, and I feel like you need to be very comfortable with that person because if you're not comfortable, you're not doing what you really want to do. So it's like if you're someone who needs certain things done to achieve that level of satisfaction, being comfortable is like number one, because you know how embarrassing, you know, you'll feel to like say what you want if you're not comfortable. So being comfortable is very important. Like that. for me, in order to get there, I have to trust you. So trust, being comfortable, connection, those are things that are very important to get me to a certain level. It's like, Especially like, I guess I think it's so funny. I've had this conversation on, on my podcast 
there's so many things I want to do. There's so many disgusting things I want to try, but I have not been comfortable yet. <laughs> you know what? I haven't. I haven't. So I, I like how you... I like how you said that. Um, I like how you said trust and respect. And I have to say, sometimes mm -hmm. that varies at different periods in the same relationship. So you can be with the same person and that can change and your sex life can change. And I think that's Absolutely. pretty typical also in a marriage. Um, and so I agree with you both. For me, it's respect and trust. Um and all of those mm -hmm. things that will make me get really freaky. But if I'm, <laughs> I have to say the funny part is my brother is our moderator. <laughs> Sorry, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> he wants to laugh right now. Oh, but there's so much more that he wants to hear. <laughs> but <laughs> that, but those are the things you know, like. Obviously, yes, since dinosaurs walked this earth, I've been with Jake and it's it has definitely been a roller coaster ride, the same with our emotions. Um, and I think that's, yeah. you know, I won't even chalk that up to just being a woman. I think that also men kind of go through those phases too with their partners. So always Absolutely. it's important to say what you want and say how you're feeling, you know, just like any relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. it's, yeah, sometimes people feel like they don't know how to correct their lover or, you know, into telling them what they like. You kind of have to like, again, be comfortable enough to say, Ooh, I like it more when you do this. I prefer that. I want to try this. How do you feel about that? Instead of just being like, you know, I guess won't say anything and just take what I get. <laughs> That's, this is the one life you have. Why are you going to go through life with bad sex? Like why? What is the point of that? Like that sounds like a special kind of hell to me. And I'm yeah. sorry, I'd, I'd rather be by myself than have right. bad sex. Like, to what degree do you feel entitled or deserving of pleasure? You know, or when did you figure out that you you could make those decisions on, like, saying what you want? I think I, I had a very complicated early uh, exposure, let's say, just because of how I grew up. I think I equated sex to my value, right? Mm -hmm. So it wasn't probably until like what you're speaking about D where I started to feel comfortable with myself and my own self-confidence where yeah. then I started to realize that it wasn't, it wasn't tied to my self-worth, I suppose. Right. So it was, really it was not. probably not until like the latter years of college where I was like, okay, no, like actually this is about me too. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I think absolutely. it was later, later for me, for sure. Yeah. And I feel like beauty standards kind of affect that too. So if you're not so confident in yourself, you bring that into the bedroom too. You know, I know Absolutely. with having sauna, my blessing, but my body wasn't ever how it ever was. I used to be super confident, but for some reason being pregnant kind of like really made me second guess myself in every aspect and work and DJing and all the things that I love and including myself. So when it came time to where I was healed and it was like time to start thinking about that again, I was, I really felt yeah. like he doesn't want to see me like this. And, you know, I felt those feelings. Um, but when I think back of, at it, I attribute it to like just society's beauty standards because really he did not give 
fuck. Girl. You know, he men, just wanted to feel loved. Love us more than yeah. we love ourselves sometimes. Yes. Like honestly, yes. we are so critical of ourselves and of each other and of what we're supposed. They don't give a damn. You have a vagina. You got boobs. You're soft. You're the opposite of them. They're turned on. Period. You're soft. So like, <laughs> you lotion. Girl, yeah. <laughs> you're not dry. Let me tell you something. So like one of my girlfriends, her ex, she was dating him for a while. He's this crazy, like super fit. He looks like a GI Joe doll, right? Like literally cut. And she always felt like, kind of like, I need to get in shape. And it, girl, he don't want no muscly girl that's all hard and scraping up against him. He wants to feel your soft, womanly body. And I'm telling you, and, and him and I would talk about that because after she had a baby, he was like, he was saying, my job is to remind you every day that you're sexy because you are sexy. You're a woman. Like this whole thing with hip dance and, and, and all these things, they love all of it. They don't care as much as we care. We put so mm -hmm. much on it. Men don't care about cellulite. They don't care about stretch marks. They don't care about boobs that don't sit up anymore or whatever, because your breath said they just want, as long as they get a mouthful, a handful, they don't care. They don't care. Oh, he's probably like, bring that ass. All of it. It's mine. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. And 100. It, it was just, that was all in my head. And also it's, even though they're yeah. telling you all these things, you're still in your head and yeah. you've got to get out of oh. it somehow. Absolutely. You know what my therapist just told me? My therapist just told me I have cognitive distortions and I think that's what you have. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Definitely distorted this one. Yeah. I, I do think men are actually, they get more attractive to you when you're pregnant. I don't know. Maybe but not, yeah. but I think Jake did. Well, some men well, are into that. That's actually a porn category. It's really gross if you ask me, but <laughs> yeah, this strange. is a pregnancy porn category. Guys, this like episode is really, really about... <laughs> yeah, this, this episode is really about educating Issa <laughs> oh, no, girl. on all the Issa, porn categories. We need a promotion date and we can sit down and we can talk. I've been asking all the questions. So we're going to get a little more. We're going to actu actually add a little more of a degree of uncomfortability for Tilo and I. And we're going to have D ask us whatever under the sun she feels like asking truth or dare or whatever. I'm scared. Okay. Me too. It's only been you guys so far in the bedroom, right? Yes. I was, okay. No one else has ever been brought in? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. How, my question is, how would you feel about maybe bringing in some some extra hands? <laughs> okay. <laughs> You want to go, Tila? <laughs> I mean, it's not. I I'll say it's not something that's never not crossed my mind. <laughs> right. But then I feel like it. It would have to be a female. Like I, I don't know oh, yeah. that. I don't know that it, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. I feel like it wouldn't be the right dyma da dynamic for us as a couple if it was a man. <laughs> yeah, I. I feel Jake and I have talked about it and it has to be like where he, we have to feel comfortable both ways. Like if it were to be an addition of a female or addition of a male. Um, mm -hmm. And so I don't think it's going to happen. BT dubs, but, <laughs> for us. but, um, but yeah, sometimes I think like um, threesomes have a little bit of a double standard for women. Mm -hmm. um, I think the female body is like, way more attractive Beautiful. than the male body. Absolutely. Exactly. 
So I have no problem with that, but also, okay, I'm very curious. So I've asked people who are, have open relationships. I always ask them about their relationships and Jake's always like, why are you always asking? Are you interested? And I'm I'm not, I like, I like it how it is. Just curious. Super curious because I never had the education before. Right guys. I'm like, So (laughs) I need this. I need this talk. But yeah, but I think about it that way. You know, I definitely think I would be more into being with another woman in my relationship. Mm -hmm. But I would also want the opportunity (laughs) the other way, I guess. Yeah, to be fair. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like honestly for me, like I have been in a long-term relationship, obviously. For me, I don't think I could ever allow another guy. I feel like it would just more than one penis four balls that's too much going on i think that i didn't think about it that way like the sword crossing idea to me sounds really i i'm not (laughs) i never thought about Uh, it that way (laughs) think about it it. that's why it's like i feel like it would have to be another woman absolutely because too much yeah i feel like even if i were to wake up that's gonna be my next question if i woke up as a man just being me because this is a question i always ask if i woke up as a man I would still probably, I would probably pursue women. I don't think I would want to have a, like a homosexual experience like that. I just wouldn't want oh. to, too, too many penises to me. So it's my preference, but like I had this client, this gay guy, he, he's like one of my like closest friends. He's so hilarious. And we've had all these conversations and I always tell him like, oh, it doesn't just like, there's too much going on with two guys. And I'll laugh and say like, ugh, it's so just ugh, gross to me. And he goes, I know, right? He's a like, vagina to me is ugh, ugh. I'm like, I love that we can be open. <laughs> so like, for me, like, in all honesty, I just don't think I could do it. So my question to you guys next is if you woke up as a man tomorrow and you were going to be a man for 24 hours, this has been a good question we've asked on our show. What would, you, what would be three things you would have to do as a man and you only had 24 hours to be a man? What would those three things be? So finally, <laughs> pee standing up for one. <laughs> That's always mine. Always mine. I want to pee standing up too. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I would be a woman. <laughs> I mean, be with a woman. Sorry, not be a woman. I would be with I a woman. I want to go back. I want to be a woman. <laughs> I would be with a woman. <laughs> what, what, would you be, what, what would the third thing, somebody enlighten me, what would the third thing be that you would do? I don't know, but is it weird that I would want to? I would want to try anal as a man, who whomever it may be. Meaning you're the penetrator. Like, or? Yeah, yeah. Because oh. like, what is like, the big like, dominant person? What's the big deal to know what yeah, the big deal? What, what is the big deal? <laughs> like the guys would always talk about it. Like, oh, it's just you know, it's 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 like really Different. it's like nastier, and yeah, and it's like it's smaller, obviously. But for me, I'm like, I would never put my penis in there. My penis no. would not be going to approach you. No have, fucking way. No, I would have no want for that. <laughs> no desire. So it's like, you kind of, like, I get what you're saying. Like, you don't want to know why is this such a big deal? Like, that's not gross to me. It's gross. It's, and my my gay friend that was telling me, like, I'm so not into that because he told me how much preparation goes into having clean anal sex. And I'm not doing that. You can't eat after seven the night before. You've got to cleanse. You have to double cleanse because if you have water in there and it comes out during the act, that's gross too. Like there's so much stuff that goes into it. Like I'm a vagina. Wow, I'm good. Schedule it. You have to like put it on an appointment book. This is the day. Yeah. I know. I've heard or, so many bad or, stories 
with traumatizing. Yeah, oh, no, no, thank you. No, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even say hi. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, and I always I'm tell so him all the time, I'm like, so peeing, standing up, being with a woman, and trying anal. <laughs> Interesting day. <laughs> well, what's the most popular answer besides the pee standing up? Because that was one of my things. It is getting head. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They all, every every girl is like, I want to know what that's like. Like. <laughs> well thank you so much d for joining us on this journey of taking sexy back um it's a it's a big subject so we're gonna have to revisit for sure um but are there any last oh no we loved having oh this is great thank you (laughs) like this is fun i can talk about this all day once i get started um any, (laughs) any other gyms just to women out there to stop being ashamed like we literally are the sexier sex. Sex would be nothing without us. If we were to disappear tomorrow, the world would burst into flames. Whereas if it was the opposite, we would figure out a way to carry on. So stop being ashamed of your sexuality, stop being ashamed of the things that you desire, as long as they're, like I said, no animals or children. And it's like, and just really, you know, be open with your girlfriends because that's who you should be able to talk to. That's my biggest thing. There's no reason you should feel like you can't talk about these things. So it's a part of life. Like, that's how we get here all the time. <laughs> really, that's it. So that would be my well, last thing. All the we, are gonna make, <laughs> we are going to make a commitment as friends. I'm going to make this commitment with the Tiffany's that we're going to talk about it more. We don't have to talk about the guy specifically, but we're going to talk about it more openly. Because I think yeah, we learn here absolutely. a lot. Yes. <laughs> and we're going to ask gonna help the baby. We're going to help the baby later too. Like it's going to like generational wealth of knowledge is what we're working on right now. So. There you go. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, thank you for joining us and everybody out there. Thank you for joining us. You know, as Tit Talks, we aim to reflect and empower women on subjects that matter most to us. Um, be a part of our family and get a sense of how we and other women conquered this world by following us on Instagram um, and getting on our email subscriber list. Review us on iTunes. Email us suggestions um, and tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, Amazon, all the avenues. And let's take our sexy back. And again, if you need to reach us, you can see it down below here. Um, thank you, everybody. Right. Thank I love you. you guys. This is amazing. I know. I loved it. Thank Thanks. Guys. Bye, guys. Bye.